Here we go, ladies and gentlemen, episode 21, back at you again, another week, another episode with my brother, Keep It Juan. How are we doing this afternoon, my friend? Doing good, man. Doing good, man. 21. You already know. <laughs> 21. Let's go ahead and let's rock out, baby. We got some big stuff to talk about, so let's get rolling. Let's get it. All right, guys. So let's start off with the major news that happened today, breaking news early in the morning. I'd say anywhere between 10, 30, 11 a.m. Carson Wentz has officially been let go from Philadelphia in a trade with the Indianapolis Colts. One of the trades that you, Juan, uh, yes, saw happen. You actually thought that you uh, believed seeing him there. And I thought it was a toss-up between me with uh, Chicago and Indianapolis. But either which way, it was one of the teams from the get-go once um, the season was over, um, rumored for him to be going to. And now he's officially now um, taking over the realm over there in Indianapolis. So uh, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, I'll be honest with you. It's no surprise for me. I mean, that's that's the best fit for him. Um, I mean, the coach is his old offensive coordinator or his old his old coach in Philly. In Philly, so it made perfect sense, man. Um, he had his best season with him, so why not? They have a great offensive line that can protect him. Um, have a good running attack with Jonathan Taylor. He's only gonna get better. Um, I, I believe maybe they can get one, maybe two more wide receivers to help out. Um, yep. we'll see what happens with T.Y. Hilton. Um, that's that's a tricky situation right now, but I and their defense is straight, man. They have a good defense. Their their team overall is is solid. They just needed a quarterback. Can Wentz be that guy? I mean, this is his last opportunity, I believe. Oh yeah, I mean, Philly, Philly, Philly obviously wasn't it. Um, he's put into the best situation right now in Indianapolis, and um, I'm actually rooting for him, man. I I, I hope he can. I I mean, especially Bax Kellerman. He's he gave he gave him some bad like some bad like takes. Like this dude put him really, really down, and I'm I'm hoping for a bounce back year this year, bro. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not really I've never been a really big fan of Carson Wentz. I think a lot of people over, like they over hyped him in, in a way. I think I think he's okay, um, but maybe now you know with that extra chip on your shoulder, especially all the BS that he had to go through. And no matter what, let's just keep it a whole buck fifty and let's give him credit. He he's kept his professionalism at a at a, on a max level throughout his time in Philly, especially the last two years. So. Um, you know, having that chip on his shoulder now, going to a different team, um, a team that was do that, you know, is, you know, they're all right. Like how you said, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned uh, um, Taylor, you mentioned, I mean, they got that young uh, wide receiver too, that young stud, Michael Pittman, um, their defense is fire. Um, and then just adding a few more, um, you know, throwing pieces for him could just actually be that, you know, that, that second chance for him to rejuvenate his career. He, I think he's already over 30 too as well. So he's already past his 30. So, I mean, it, like how you said, this is his last opportunity to prove that he belongs into this league. Um, and again, probably the right situation. Honestly, I didn't, I never, I didn't see him going anywhere else other than Chicago. And I mean, even with Chicago, it would have been tricky because, you know, you got um, a few of their wide receiver core that's free agents that no one knows that they're going to come back. So at least you having some young studs there that could potentially get them over that, you know, that hump over there in, um, in Indianapolis. So let's see. So it's crazy. It's crazy because this was first reported by Adam Schefter. Um, uh, it was reported, you know, this morning, as you said, eleven o'clock, ten thirty around there. And the trade itself, what the Colts are giving up for him, um, they 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 are selling a third round pick from twenty twenty one and a twenty two second round pick as a conditional that could turn into a first round pick. Yeah. Um. Now, what are the conditions? So, if Wentz plays seventy five percent of the snaps or seventy percent, and the team makes the playoffs, that turns into a first round pick. So, I mean, really, to be honest, I mean, they're not giving up much for Wentz. Not at all. And if, it, 
I mean, for for what they're getting in return, I I think it's a great deal. I, I honestly think I honestly think the Eagles could have gotten a little bit more. But hey, works out for the Colts. Now let me ask you a question, bro. Who do you think is gonna have a better year next year? Do you think Hurts is gonna have a better year? Honestly. Or- uh, honestly, when it comes, I- I'm gonna say this. Uh, I'm not gonna really answer that in the sense of like, oh yeah, it's gonna be you know hurts or it's gonna be Wentz. Um, just for whatever. I'm j- I'm saying that I feel like this is gonna be a solid year for Jalen Hurts. He's gonna have his, he's gonna have his his ups and he's gonna have his downs. But you need that for a guy that you envision being your QB in the future. But Philly already came out and said it too after the trade that they're going to want to bring in somebody to give Jalen Hurts competition for that starting spot. So they they want him, they let him know off rip that the way the guy that everyone thought was our starting QB, it already gives you that automatic start. You're going to fight for that spot, which you have to respect and you got to show love because I mean, that's that new GM, that new, you know, mindset with the, with the head guys outside of the players in Philly, that's, um, you know, changing the culture there. So, um, but I also think when it comes to Carson Wentz, I think he's going to have a, 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 I'm hoping that he has a good, a good season. Um, I'm hoping that this now him leaving Philly, him leaving that, I mean, Philly's fan base is just, they're on a whole nother level. Um, so him going to a different team that, you know, their expectations that haven't really been that high ever since Peyton Manning left. Um, it's hit or miss with how their season goes. And I think their fan base like understands that. Um, they already got their defense, how we mentioned. They got their, their their defense set. So now it's just working on the on the offensive side. And this was a big jump. So now that's one less thing they got to worry about in the draft is a quarterback. Now they can focus on other things to, to boost that offense. So I think each of them are gonna have their, their you know their good their good sides. Um, but I feel like they both could also have their ugly sides as well. When it comes to more ugly, I see it being more hurts than Wentz just because of the longevity and career and like playing career wise. So. Let's just wait and see. I mean, I'm excited for both, honestly. I'm excited to see how both of them turn out um, at, uh, towards the end of uh, next season. Yeah, I'm excited as well. Um, I, Honestly, honestly, and, and I'm not a Wentz fan whatsoever. I'm not a Hurts fan whatsoever neither. But I just feel like Wentz is going to be in a great situation. And I, I feel like he's going to have a bounce back year, and I feel like he's going to have a better year than most people think that he is. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, And speaking of another uh, another player that is um, I um you know, different options um, is it literally I think it happened the next day after we dropped um, episode 20 last week, but JJ Watt was released on a mutual yep. agreement um, between him and the Houston Texans. So now JJ Watt's a free agent. Um, a lot of teams are interested in him. Um, where do you see JJ Watt landing next season? All right, so this one, this one's a little, this one's a toss-up for me as well. I mean, I'm between two teams, and I'm gonna stay, I'm gonna stay in, in, in one division, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Cleveland Browns. Right. Those are my two picks. Yep. Um, Cleveland. Uh, I mean, Pittsburgh. Obviously, the benefit of playing with his brother. I mean, that's a dream come true for anybody. And, and Pittsburgh already has a legit defense. You add JJ Watt, and if he stays healthy, that's a scary defense. Um, same thing with the Browns, man. Browns, you got Miles Garrett on one side, and you have JJ Watt on the other. That's another scary defense. Um, but it's all about, it's, it, it. It doesn't really matter where he goes. It's all about him. Can he stay healthy? That is the biggest question mark. Yep. If he stays healthy, those two are definitely the two best fits. Yeah, though I I couldn't agree with you more, bro. Honestly, I I, I was I'm I'm in a toss up between those two. Like I don't really care which team he goes to. I just have a feeling it's gonna be either or. Of those two, but it, when it comes to his best chance of winning, and again, this like how you said, a big question mark is him staying healthy. 
the biggest thing is also if he is healthy, the biggest like the more chance he has of winning in each of those teams. And and it's obvious that the Cleveland Browns are that are that team. And the reason why I say that is because the Cleveland Browns I mean, Kevin Stefanski is showing up. No one thought that he would have turned that team around and would have turned out to be even the coach of the year. Um, that team having a, a better season that they've had in God knows how long. Um, I feel like that that team, even on the offensive side, is set in a way. Um, they could they could buff up certain things. And the question mark as well, too, with the whole Oda Be- Beckham situation. But... In, in in Pittsburgh, bro, I don't see them winning, bro. They, it, I really have a strong feeling that Juju is gone. Um, I think that they're just going to want to rebuild. Um, you know, they got Chase Claypool, who's a stud. I, I feel like, you know, he he's um he's the future of that team when it comes to the wide receiver. Um, I Juju Smith really didn't show out like that, and this was the season that I felt like he should have. Um, if they do re-sign Juju, um, it's... Him, him signing with like then JJ Watt signing over there as well. It could possibly make them a better team than they did last year, but that team is getting old though too, bro. Like their their main guys that when you think about the Pittsburgh Steelers roster right now, you think of those guys outside of Juju Smith and Chase Claypool. All those guys are old. You know what I'm saying? Outside of his brother, obviously. But you think about Joe Hayden. He's old. You think about uh, Bud Dupree. He's old. You know what I'm saying? You think about all those guys. I think in Cleveland would be his best chance of winning. But another dark horse team that a lot of people are not talking about that um, are saying could be a, a, a team to watch out for, and if they sign him, it's pretty much like that defense is going to be completely fucking nasty, are the Buffalo Bills. And if J.J. Watt land, just somehow, some way lands with the Bills, that's going to be a scary team from top to bottom. <laughs> from top to bottom, that team is going to be scary. Because if we're gonna be honest with you, if JJ Watt healthy, if they would have faced the if they would have faced the Chiefs this um in the playoffs, that could have made a huge difference. That could have. I, I honestly, I honestly don't see that happening. I want to be honest with you. The Buffalo Bills, I mean, they have a great team, but I just don't see JJ Watt going there. I don't see it. You never know, bro. You never know. But I mean, again, that's just a dark horse team. So we don't, we don't really. There's no real like, you know. I mean. On it like that, they're just saying that's a team that that has mutual interest, and so does JJ Watt. Apparently, they both have mutual interest in each other. Of course, the meetings, the you know your involvement with the team, the co- like you know how the formation is. That's all going to take into a factor when it comes to his decision. So, um, but so I mean, if, if we just if look want- at things, then Cleveland would be the the obvious choice. But hey, if you if he just wants to win, he don't really care about the money. He don't really care about how many snaps he's playing. He don't really care about formation. He might. If that's the case, then why not just go join your brother? Not, you know what I'm saying? Listen, uh, uh, you're talking about dark horse, and he wants to win a, a team that that could possibly. I mean, that's this is my dark horse. You you gave yours. I, I will say if if for some reason we cannot resign um, Shaq Barrett, if for some reason we can get Levante David, Oof. maybe JJ Watt could be the next man up. You know, you, you want to play for you 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 want to play for a winner. Why not go to the champions? Play with Tom Brady. Play play in Florida where there's no state tax. The weather. The weather. I mean, there's always something to do here. Yeah. Why not come to Florida, win another Super Bowl ring, give Tom Brady his A, win your championship. I mean, he's only played in eight playoff games throughout his whole career. So 
you see, and that that's the scary thing about it though, too. Being a champion, already coming off a championship, um, you're already having that defensive core. I'd rather keep them, and of course, this is just uh, um, you know, wishful thinking, right? Or not even wishful thinking, because I'd rather keep our guys. But this is just assuming that we don't keep one or the other between Levante David and Shaq Barrett. But it, it, you know, he's he's made out of glass, bro, and like that scares me, bro. Being a Bucks fan, like that scares me, dude. It really does. It scares me big time. Would I like having him on here just because of like, knowing what he does? Because even when he he could be out eight games, and then when he comes back that ninth game, he plays like as if you've been playing all season. Like, you know what I'm saying? He never he never seems to lose a step whenever he comes back from an injury. But that it just sucks that when he's out, he's out for more than like three, four games, and that's crucial in the NFL. The same basketball. Like, in the NFL, that's crucial. You missing three games in the middle of the season is crucial, especially you being one of those, the main guys of either the offense or the defense. So Listen, my perfect, my perfect example is Vita Vea. Missed most of the season, came in when it counted, and he came in clutch in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. But, that, that, I mean, that that's that's far in between. You don't need – we didn't know that this was going to happen. But, luckily, Vita Vea being younger, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, him not being the main focal point of that defensive line, um, having others that you could depend on, that, that does help. But um, – but I don't know, man. It just sucks, dude. Also, only being in eight playoff games your whole career, like, it's just being hurt all the time. Every year, it seems like he gets hurt. But when he plays, he plays, like, as if he never lost a step. And that, that to me, is a little concerning. As a Bucks fan, it's concerning. Would you love to get him if you lose one of those two guys between uh, Levante David and Shaq Barry? Of course. Because, I mean, what other good options out, are out there? You know what I'm saying? Maybe, 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 or maybe you can add him to what you already have. I'm pretty sure he's going to come in cheap. Yeah, I mean, he said that the money is not the big issue for him. So, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see what happens with him. Honestly, it, we're just going to have to wait and see. But, yo, one thing I also wanted to bring up, though, to you was if – did you see that whole that whole little thing about um, uh, DeAndre Hopkins telling him, oh, let's start where we finish? What if he were to land with Arizona? Um, like, how I would mean, you – I mean, I, I, I would like to see D-Hop and him together, but I just think the defense needs a lot more than just J.J. Watt. I mean, they well, need a lot more help than that. Definitely, most definitely. But him going over there, I mean, it, it just the – only, the, only, the only bad thing about it is as well, though, is that, like how you said, outside of J.J. Watt, I mean, what, they got Chandler Jones – who Chandler Jones hasn't really been a, hasn't really been doing nothing for the past like two three seasons. Um, you got what Patrick Patterson, but he's on the D back, so you don't really you know what I mean. Like you really can't mix the 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 two together. And he, he's getting older too, and he's getting older. That's the same. That's what I'm saying. It's kind of like the same thing when it comes to uh, when it comes to um, over there in uh in in Pittsburgh. You know, what I mean? think that's just more. I think that's just more wishful thinking by D Hub. I, I, that's not. I mean, that's not a good fit for him. Yeah, but yo, hey, um, in, in some other news, I know we're kind of getting out of the hype train with it, but um, a couple of days ago as well, I would say probably, I don't even know if it was um, it was either Monday or Tuesday, one of those two days, but there was some uh, terrible news within the NFL. Um, a lot of Buccaneers fans know exactly who we're talking about, and just overall NFL fans know, um, former Chargers and Buccaneers wide receiver. Vincent Jackson was found dead in a hotel out in Tampa a few days after the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl, man. Um, dude, that, that, it just sucks, bro. It seems like 2021 continues to hit us with tragedies, bro. Like, it, it sucks. Yeah, man. My condolences and from, you know, from the Keep It, Keep It, uh, Keep It Sports family, we send our condolences to Vincent Jackson's family, friends, 
Um, obviously, we don't know all the details behind it. We don't know how how it happened. We don't know why it happened. Um, but you know, we just wish everybody the best. Um, you know, I know these are tough times. Um, and just just gotta keep your head up. And then for those that are passing to similar situations, man, if you need to get some help, bro, get some help, man. Yeah. Um, you don't you don't want to end up like this. It's tough. Yeah, bro. Yeah, it's um, it. It's a terrible thing, especially knowing um the type of uh the type of situation that kind of caused um his passing with that chronic um alcohol alcoholism that he that he suffered from apparently from reports that came out. It's not official with the autopsy of what why he passed, but apparently that was one thing that came out was that you know he, he had an alcohol problem, and it's just something that dude you know you're not the only one you know. There's always people that you could talk to and stuff. And man, so young, thirty eight years old, bro, thirty. Yeah. It's crazy. And I'm sure like he I'm sure he still looked like he just finished playing too, like, you know, body shape wise and all that stuff. You probably look like you just finished playing, you know, like he a guy that could have easily gotten into a coaching gig somewhere, a college in the NFL, something, bro. You know what I mean? But the post career, dude, you know, these guys they they live a normal life. That goes to show you that everybody's exactly the same, no matter how much money you make and no matter how talented you are in a sport, doesn't matter. And it and it just sucks. So again, like how Juan said, condolences from us over here at the pod. Um, I'm sure the whole NFL community sends their condolences out to that family, um, to him and his kids and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, let's move on to some NBA though, bro. Let's talk. Let's talk some NBA. Let's do it. Yeah, bro. Um, so I want to get really quick into some uh, um, some some things that happened in the NBA this week. Um, Monday, the Warriors um played against the Cavaliers. Um, obviously, aside from the game where the Warriors completely demolished the Cavaliers, um, Draymond Green has some very impactful words um, towards the whole situation with Andre uh, Andre Drummond and the way the Cavaliers are handling the situation. Um, pretty much, you know, what he said was to watch Andre Drummond before the game sit on the sideline and go to the back and come out in street clothes because a team is going to trade him is bullshit. Um, pretty much what he was, what he meant by that, um, you know, obviously under Drummond, they set him down. They don't intend on playing him until they completely trade him. Um, let's say this takes until the the deadline, which is March 25th, if I'm not mistaken. You're gonna you're gonna see this guy for a month, hurt his stock, bro. What do, what do you think about that, man? Yeah, no, I mean, I I really think that um it is it is a little it is a little stupid. I think that the only time that you sit a player out um you know when you when you already have a mindset that you're gonna trade them, you do it when you already have a trade in place, um where you guys are working out the kinks, um working out the you know the deals, draft picks, compensation, whatever it is that you guys are working on, that he's traded by no more than forty eight hours, forty eight to seventy two hours later. You don't wait almost a whole week. You don't do that to the point where your player is literally warming up and he's, you know, trying to keep himself hot and ready. So whenever his number is called or whenever he's traded, ready to go. Um, and then when it's game time, he has to go to the back, shower, and then he comes back. But he's still coming out and supporting his teammates. That's a smack in the face, in my opinion. Um, I do agree that, hey, look, we're just going to trade you. We already know that, you know, this, this, this marriage is going to, is gonna, you know, take its toll soon. So... If we already know this, then let's work out a trade right away. Let's not do that. 
um on the other hand though it's the same thing with Blake Griffin um it, like a day after I think a day a day or maybe even the same day um they came out where Blake Griffin but Blake Griffin and the Pistons both agreed to sit him out like he said the best thing is right now to keep me away from the team while you guys look for another trade but the difference is is that Andre Drummond has never been known of being a, a a guy who has had his you know his um his ego coming between him and the team to the point where they have to send him out to do stuff, you know, and all that. You see what happened with, um, with Blake Griffin and, and, and LA. Um, and then you saw that everybody remembers that viral video that came out when Steve Ballmer, um, went to go shake hands with him, Blake Griffin's first game back in LA. And he like, kind of like glanced at him and then just started like running off towards the tunnel back into the locker room. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we all know Blake Griffin is well known for being like vocal than Andre Drummond is when it comes to his, you know, his situation and whatever he's going through at that moment. But listen, I really do. I really do think that it's it's a little dumb. I think that, again, you only do that when you have a trade already in place. And it's going to be finalized within 48 to 72 hours. You don't hurt the guy's stock. You don't basically keep him damn near cold where he's not getting no in-game action at all. And we don't even know. Is he even? We don't even know if he's even doing a full practice with the team. You know what I'm saying? So that's something that no one knows either. And and from the looks of it, it may seem like if you're not playing him, then why the fuck are you letting him practice with Listen, the team? Listen, that all pinpoints back into what Draymond, what Draymond Green said. A perfect example was James Harden. Look at James Harden. James Harden requested a trade. He wanted to leave, but yet he came in, game in, game out, and gave it his all. As much as you want to criticize yep. the man, he played his ass off. You know? And yeah, I was yeah. one of them. I was one of them. I, I thought Harden I thought Harden was out of place, but he still came in, and he did, he did his thing. Why? Because if he were to sit out, oh, man, all hell will break loose. You would, you, oh, would, yeah. you would find the man like there was no tomorrow. But the team... Can treat a player like they're a piece of, and, and I'm sorry for 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 the language, but a piece of shit, you know. And that goes right to that, that goes right back to, and again, I, I don't want to make this a whole racial thing, but it goes right it goes right back to the white man owning the African American player. You feel me? Right. So, yeah. No. I yeah. mean, again, I, I don't want to make everything race because everything everything nowadays turns into you know everything is racist, everything is this, everything is that. But I mean, he brings valid points. Yeah, no, and um, and then on Tuesday, this past Tuesday, on um, on TNT, in the in, in the games that they were showing, I think I believe on one of the halftime shows, Shaq said he's like, you know, you know, some of these young guys though nowadays, like they're 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 a little soft. Like people gotta understand, like you know, you you have a business. You when you when you have a business outside of like your you know your NBA career and all that stuff, you call the shots and you do what's best for your business. He's like, that's how these guys and these owners are looking at things. They're looking at it as a business. It's not personal. It's all business. And you know what? He has a valid point. And even Dwayne Wade was also a part of that a part of that 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 panel, and he was saying the same thing. He's like, it's a business. You know, you got to just handle your own and do what's best for you and your family. And then that goes and turns around, and everybody goes back. They go back to saying like, when a player leaves and they join a, uh, another team or whatever like that. Like, it's not personal. It's a business. They know that if he didn't do that, if uh if you're not producing, they're gonna trade you. They're going to trade you anyways, and they're not going to give a fuck whether or not your family is good. No matter – they don't care if you just put your kid in a nice-ass uh, daycare and all that shit. Like, they don't give a fuck about none of that. So they're going to trade you regardless of the fact. And now that they're going to tell you, oh, hey, it's best for you not to play. 
it's best for you not to play so you're not a distraction to the team while we look for trade for for ways to trade you out of here but the next thing you know then then it, like, look, James Harden, want, I'm going back to what you said with James Harden. You got James Harden who requested and demanded a trade to Brooklyn. And then after that, they were like, oh, no, we're not going to trade him over there. Blah, blah, blah. And then guess where they ended up trading him to? To mm-hmm. Brooklyn. So if Andre Drummond went to Cleveland and said, trade me to, the, I mean, whatever, Toronto, right? Let's just say, let's just use them because that's the team that's apparently attached to him right now. I want to get traded to Toronto. What are the odds that Cleveland's really going to want to trade him to Toronto? I don't know. They probably won't do that. But but then you go and you do like then you have a guy like to James James Harden's stature and you know what I'm saying like you're like oh hey trade me here. They're going to do everything they can to trade you there. Why is because of the whole, you know, like it's the whole popularity, it's the whole like the 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 fan base, the, the everything that comes behind your name. Like that's why you it goes back to what I what you said. Oh, if it was James Harden all hell would have broken loose. You know what I'm saying? So that's why they do they do that to players that they just feel is, is what's bringing him the most. Like Andre Drummond going to Cleveland wasn't that big of a deal for for nobody for the team for him for his personal fan base for the fan base in Cleveland. Like no one gave a shit about Andre Drummond going to Cleveland. Unfortunately, if that team was actually like full of vets and all that stuff and they were a playoff contention team, that's different. But Listen, I- he was joining a team. It was a rebuilding team for the ever since LeBron left. Listen, I don't know what's gonna happen with Andre Drummond. Um, I again, that's another player that you wish the best for. Um, Andre Drummond oh, yeah. is just just in a, he's just in a bad era. You know, if he would have been playing maybe 10, 15 years ago, would have been treated oh, like a complete crazy beast. But nowadays, you have to know how to shoot. If you don't shoot, you're not gonna succeed in today's NBA. But as a big no, you're not. You're not gonna succeed. But yo, enough of those. Enough of that news. Let's move ahead to March seventh. March said will be the NBA All-Star Game in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, they're also, yep. They also announced that at 6.30 p.m., you're going to have the three-point contest and skills competition. All-Star Game will begin at 8 p.m. And check this out. The dunk contest will be at the halftime show. What do you think about that, man? <laughs> That's cra- crazy. They're going to jam-pack everything into pretty much a four, four-and-a-half-hour period. What do you think? Yeah, no, look, I the idea of the format, I like it. I like it because in all reality, All-Star Weekend, it, it seems like it's also, no matter what, it, it's a job. These players get paid whether they're playing in the All-Star Game or they're just taking part on one of these events, whether it's skills, three-point, or slam dunk contest, they're all getting paid for it. Um, so sometimes players don't want to do it, but they do it because, you know, they're getting handsome money to, for an hour of their time. And, you know, maybe those are times for certain players that are not a part of that to go go back home, visit their families, go on nice vacations with their family and friends and all that stuff. So it's um, I like the format. I like the happy show being that instead of it just being whether it's a performance, they treat it like it's a fucking Super Bowl. They try to do a, a big ass performance of something that's, you know, bigger than what it is. And, you know, it's. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I, I like the idea, honestly. So and my my question my you, question for that is, are, are how is the competition going to be? Obviously, you know you're gonna have the All Star Game. Let's say one of the best dunkers is expected to be in the. In the let's say uh, let's just let's just throw our name out there. Let's say I don't know for 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 laughs and giggles. Let's say Zach Levine's in the dunk contest. Let's say he gets voted. I mean, I'm not saying, I don't think he's gonna be this year, but let's say he is. He's in, the, he's in the dunk contest. He gets selected for the All-Star game. 
is he gonna be in a dunk? Is he gonna forfeit his his chance to to win a dunk contest because it's gonna be during the halftime, and that's his chance to relax and rest for the All Star game? I honestly believe that the they're gonna name the dunk contest participants after they announce the the All Star team, the full All Star team, because tonight. I, while we're recording this Thursday, uh, February 18th, they will go ahead and announce the, the captains and the starters on TNT tonight. And then I believe the week after that, they will announce the rest of the team. So I think after that, that's when they'll start announcing the, the you know, the participants. I truly believe that the NBA, it hasn't been confirmed. This is just my opinion. I think that they're going to announce the participants and those participants are not going to be players that are taking place in the All-Star game. And to me, that's the smartest thing to to do. I think that there's certain players that if they know they're already going to be, like, say, for example, like like Giannis, right? Let's just say Giannis, for example. We all know he's always going to be a starter in the All-Star game for years to come, and he's already been for the past two two seasons, right? So if he's voted or he's they're asking him to do the skills challenge on, you know, uh, let's just say there's no COVID, he rather would just do the All-Star game than do the skills challenge. So... I'm sure that Zach Levine, if he's selected to make the All Star game, he's not gonna care whether or not he's going back to do a slam dunk contest. See, so my thing is, my thing is that goes right back to my point. I wonder how the competition is gonna be because you're, I mean you're talking about big, I mean, you still you're got good guys, big you still names. Got guys still, you're talking about big names. You, you could know you can still have guys that you can still have guys that could do each competition that's not taking part of the All Star game. But listen, check out the three point contest. Devin Booker, he's probably gonna be an All Star this year. Could possibly be an All Star this year. Yeah. You're talking about Trey Young, yeah. possibly be an All Star this year, or he should be an All Star this year. <laughs> Stephen Curry, mm-hmm. another All Star. Those are three legit three point shooters that could win any day, right. any any night. You're right, but then you got guys like Joe Harris, who's probably never going to be an All Star in his career. You got Joe Harris. All right, that's one. Yeah, well, well, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I don't have names in the back of my mind, but you got guys like, like, like a Joe Harris. You got guys like in the skills challenge. You got Lamelo Ball that could do that. You got guys like, you got guys like, um, uh, how do you call it? Um, I don't know, Mike Connolly that could possibly be in the in the skills challenge as well. He's not an all star. You could have him on there. You could have, um, I don't know, uh, in the in the dunk contest. You could have, you know, and let's just say John Moran don't make the all star game. You could have John Moran in the slam dunk contest. You know what I'm saying? have stuff like that you can have replacements that are still no matter what though it was reported too in today on the jump a few hours ago actually where adam silver came out and he said that there's not going to be no type of fan interaction throughout that whole entire all-star weekend anyways so therefore there's not going to be no tickets sold there's going to be like a mini bubble environment anyways it's just more for television ratings and that is it so if now we're going to talk to switch it up a little bit now this goes into should they have even done an All-Star Weekend? Which, in my opinion, I feel like they shouldn't. It was all about money. This is all about money. And for me, it's like, cool, yeah, you could do everything you can to to protect everybody and all that stuff to avoid the whole COVID shit, but they just, they just shouldn't have not done it. They're doing this because no matter what Turner has, Turner Sports Media Group has a contract with the NBA that they have to do All-Star Games and... They have to do it. It has to be uh, televised it's, in their it's like, it's like what you say. So, it's a business, you know. It's a business, and you have to treat it like a business. If your if your business is starting to struggle, what are you gonna do? You're gonna do. You're gonna pull things out of your butt to make it work. So yeah, you're not gonna have any fans. Yeah. You're not gonna have any fan interaction. 
but the game gotta go on. I mean, I I, I understand. I understand. No, yeah, trust me. I understand both sides of it. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. If I'm not the week before or last week, I know we spoke about this. I'm I, I'm against the Oscar game, just like you are. Obviously, we have bigger things going on right now, um, COVID and other things, among other things. But at the same time, you got to see yourself as a fan as well. As a fan, if you're taking the proper measures and the proper uh and the proper precautions to protect these players. Why not do the All Star Weekend or maybe the All Star Day because it's not gonna be a weekend. It's the All Star Day, and and just you know give give fans something to watch on TV. You know, obviously it's gonna help the business. It's gonna help the players because they're gonna get paid from this. So why not, man? I'm I'm, I'm I'm I I've changed my mind. I'm for it as long as you're t- doing things the correct way. And how do you do things the correct way? Don't have any fan interactions with the players. Obviously, continue the testing. Continue what they're doing. I, I, it's, I mean, I'm okay with it, man. I'm okay with it. Yeah, and I mean, another another cool little um, pinpoint of that is that they're going to keep the format exact, the NBA All-Star game format exactly how they did it last year, which, um, in my opinion, I think was probably the oh, best. That was, it was All-Star entertaining for sure. Yep. It was as hell, and they're going to keep nice. it exactly the same, which uh, kudos to the NBA when it comes to keeping it that way. Um, so just a brief little overview on that. So um, it's going to have... Uh, the two all-star games are gonna, or the two all-star teams will compete to win each quarter for the respective uh, uh, beneficiaries. Um, each of the first three quarters will begin with a score of zero and zero, and will last a full twelve minutes. The winner of each twelve-minute quarters, which with the first, second, and third, will be the team that scores the most points within that quarter. The fourth quarter will be unlimited with the teams that will play to the final target score, meaning that the game will end when the made basket or a made free throw instead of with the clock running out. The final target score will be determined by taking the leading team's total communicative score through three quarters and adding 24 points, the 24 representing Kobe Bryant's jersey number. Shout out, Kobe. And then the first team to reach or surpass the final target score will win the NBA's All-Star game. So it should definitely be fun. I mean, regardless or not, it's not like whether you're with it, if you're against it or not, you're going to watch it. Hey, hey, (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be fun and it's going to be competitive and there's going to be a lot of snubs and there's going to be a lot of uh, first timers in there. So it's Let me definitely going to be Let me ask you a question. Do you know what time it is? You know what time it is? It's time for What the What? Yeah, we're keeping it within the All-Star uh, theme. All-Star stars, like you said, are going to be mentioned today as, you know, as the podcast, before the podcast is released. And next week, the reserves are going to be announced. Um, obviously, we know it's not going to be East versus West. There's going to be two captains, and they're going to pick the best 12 players from the East, 12, best 12 players from the West, and they're going to be mixed and match. But we're going to keep it for just fun for fun purposes. We're going to uh, pick your starters and reserves for the East and your starters and reserves for the West. I want to hear this. This was very tough for me, uh, especially for the West. I have a little bit more trouble with the West than I did from the East. But I want to hear your starters for the Eastern Conference. Ooh, you got me in a predicament already, man. You gonna make me start? I'm making start, man. All right, all right. So, so we're, I'm I'm saying my whole my whole starters my whole starters for the East, right? Your starters, just the starters for the East. Yep. Okay. So I'm gonna go from the point guard position to the center position. So here I go. Starting at point guard, <laughs> I have Kyrie Irving. Okay. 
a shooting guard. I don't care. Nobody says this guy deserves it, despite the type of record his team has. But Bradley Beal is going to be the starting shooting guard for the Eastern Conference. All right. Kevin Durant is going to be the starting small forward. Giannis, the freak, Antetokounmpo, will be the power forward. And at center will be none other than the troll himself, Joel Embiid. I like it. I like it. I like your starters. I'm not going to lie. I like your starters, but I like my starters a little bit better. Oh, man. All right? So I, uh, and it's not going to be a traditional point guard. I, I did it the way the NBA does it. So obviously two guards and three bigs uh, or three three forwards. Um, I have a guard, one of the guards, James Harden. All right. As much as you want to knock the man out, he's averaging almost a triple-double. He deserves to be a starter. Okay. Shooting guard, Bradley Beal. No argument from there. Still's on a mission. All right. Yep. Yep. Small forward KD, power forward Giannis, and center Embiid. Um. So for the forwards KD, Giannis, and Embiid, I agree with you. I agree with Bill being the, the only difference. I believe the Harden deserves a little bit better than Kyrie. Kyrie missing some time. It's it should affect them. Um. Probably won't because it's the the fans are the ones that vote. But I believe that if you play every game, you deserve to be in there more than. A guy that missed half of the, the first half of the season. So, um, just my opinion. But Kyrie's definitely gonna be an also. Just I don't believe he should be a starter. Okay, okay, I'm not, mad. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at that. But let let let's go to the reserves. Who you got as the Eastern Conference reserves? Oh, Any oh. position don't matter. Top seven, give it to me. All right. So top seven. Um, again, this is just in no order. This was just obviously who I think deserves it. But okay, so for the East reserves is gonna be Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown, Zach Levine, Julius Randle, James Harden, Sabonis, and none other than Nikola Vucevic. Fuck what anybody says. My dog deserves to be an all-star. He deserves to be an all-star. His numbers prove it. His numbers are definitely better than a lot of these people that are on this list that I just mentioned and even on my Western Reserves. So he deserves to be in it, but I'm gonna leave it like that. That's my. Listen, issue. it's crazy. It's crazy because our team look almost identical, bro. I have Tatum, <laughs> I have Levine, I have Irving. Um, obviously you had Irving started, but I have him in the All Star game. Jalen Brown deserves to be in there. Nikola Vucevic, if you say otherwise, you must not be watching basketball because this guy is arguably the second best center in the in the in, in the East right now. And that's and not even on no bias opinion. That's a no, fact. No, 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 absolutely not. This guy is this guy is straight up balling this year. Yep. Um, but arguably the best season that he's had, even better than when he was an All-Star. So yes, sir. Just leave it at that. Um, at Hasabonis, of course, this this man is just unbelievable. But one guy that you left out, um, obviously Randall had a great solid season, but I believe there's one person that should be in there more than than I know than, who you uh, Who am I gonna pick? I already know. Can I can I ruin it for you? I mean, if, if you could try, Trey Young. Damn it! I knew yeah. well, it's Trey Young, isn't it? <laughs> I fucking knew yeah, it. I fucking Trae knew Young, it. bro. How you not gonna put Trey Young in there, man? You know why? Is because I think when you look at what Julius Randle has done for that team, um, in the way, in the fashion that they're sitting in the right now, this isn't finished. They're making the playoffs. Like no one thought that the Knicks would even be remotely this good 
not even saying no, no, not even Knicks fans thought that they were going to be this good. The way that Julius Randle is playing, this guy could easily join a team like a title contending team and could take them over that hump that they have of why they haven't won a title. Like if you were to put Julius Randle with the Portland Trailblazers right now, it's over with. And Portland is gonna is gonna whatever they lack, Julius Randle brings. You put them with um, what's the other team in the? Oh, you put them with the Jazz as hot as they are, the twenty one and one twenty and one in the last twenty one games, bro. That's fucking nuts. The Jazz are not a team to fuck with this year in the Western Conference. But if you were to put them in Utah with that with him and Gobert and um, Donovan Mitchell, oh man. Like, and don't get me wrong, obviously, Trey Young, of course, you could put him on any team and he's going to ball out the way he balls out. But I think that Trey Young took a little, he took a, he hit the e-break a little bit this season. I don't know. There's just something. I, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so, man. I, 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 I would like to disagree with you. Um, I don't think he took a step back. I just feel like he has more weapons around him where he doesn't have to do as much. That doesn't necessarily take away from him being an all-star. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But listen. The fact that we left out Ben Simmons, we left out Chris Middleton, who's having a great year. Uh, we left out Bam Adebayo. We left out Jimmy Butler. A lot of players that we left out. So that means that the East is getting a lot more competitive than it's been in the years past. So Oh, yeah. And, and it's kudos to the East, man. Kudos to the East. But, yo, moving on from the East, let's go out to the West side, bro. The W. The so West side. What's your starters for the West, bro? Let me hear them. All right, so again, starting from point guard to sh- uh, down to the center position, I got Stephen Curry. Yes! Stephen Curry balling out, honestly, an MVP conversation, and if he's not in your MVP conversation, uh, you're dumb. Um, Damian Lillard, another guy that is always overlooked when it comes to the MVP talks, and this season he has proven it. If anything, he's playing better than what he was playing last season, even prior to the um, the postponement of the season. Um, and he's just one of the best clutch players in this league, if not the best clutch player in this league. Come at me about it, and we'll argue all day. Um, that's my dog. Small forward, Luca. Power forward, LeBron James. And at the center position, none other than the one in the Mile High City, Nikola the Joker, Jokic. Hey, I'm going to cut you off right there. I'm going to cut you off right there. So I, I like your picks. But here's where the problem comes in. I'm looking at the all-star ballot right now. Luca is listed as a guard. So since Luca is listed as a guard, I'm not going to allow you to put him a small for you. You're not going to get away with that one that easy. Who is your starting shooting guard? Is it Luca or is it Damian Lillard? And who's going to be your small for Oh, man. Come on, bro. No, 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 no. You got to do it, man. I'm not going to allow you to start three guards. You got to do this right. <laughs> oh. Just because the fans the fans vote which is stupid that the fans vote for the starters, I'm I'm going to have just by popular demand, I'm going to have to pick Luca to start at the shooting guard position. So that means I'm gonna have to switch my starting my my starting three, right? Yep. Oh, that's so annoying. All right, all right. Give me Paul George to start. At the three. At the three. Yep. Nice, nice. I'll put Paul George to start at the three. And so, 
Steph, Luca, PG, LeBron, and Jokic. So I guess Dame is going to be one of my reserves. Okay. Okay. Going back to the fact that this is voted by the fans, at least the starters is. I don't know about the reserves. The reserves are voted by the media, but the fact that yeah. starters are voted by the fans, um, I would love to see Paul George be my small forward. Um, I believe he deserves it. He's had a hell of a year. Obviously, now he's a little banged up, but starting at point guard, no other than my main man going back to where he belongs, starting point guard for the Golden State Warriors, half of the Splash brother, Chef Curry himself, Stephen Curry. I okay. want to hear the fans. I want to hear the fans. <sighs> All right, Curry, starting point guard. Shooting guard, I'm going to give it to Luka. You know, he has a lot of fan support. Small forward, Kawhi Leonard. Um, and again, going back to what mm-hmm. I said, I wanted Paul George, but it's a fan's vote. So Kawhi Leonard is going to be in there. LeBron James is going to be starting power forward or vice versa. Whichever one they, they might put Kawhi at power and LeBron is small. Or whatever they do, that's going to be the two small, the two forwards. And at center, no argument for me. You got Nikola Jokovic. Nikola Jokovic. What the hell? Nikola Jokic <laughs> as the best center. Um, Ty with be as the best centers in the league right now. Yes, sir. Moving on to the bench, man. Real quickly, what's your seven? Give it to me. All right. So my seven, since I had to take Dame out of there, unfortunately. So Dame, Kawhi, Donovan Mitchell, Anthony Davis, Donovan, I mean, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Devin Booker, Zion Williamson, and I'm going to shock everybody with this one, Chris Paul. Uh, ain't no surprise there, really. I mean, hey. Chris Paul's been having a hell of a year, but, but, it's crazy, bro. It's like you looked at my, you looked at my notes, and, <laughs> and you saw that I was the one that I already have. I have said that we had to wait for you. <laughs> Listen, I have Lillard. I got Devin Booker. I got Donovan Mitchell. Paul George is in there. I got Anthony Davis. I got Zion Williamson. But I'm actually gonna take out Chris Paul. Uh, even though he's well-deserving of it. Um, but I think there's somebody that's more deserving of it, and that's Brandon Ingram. Bro. I was torn, man. I got to put my I was torn. I wanted to there. pick Ingram over D- I mean, um, over uh, CP3, but I just feel like, I don't know, I just feel like the way how Zion Williamson is playing, how, you know, how, how that team is just, it's just a overall better team than what they were last year. I feel like that's getting overlooked what Brandon Ingram is doing and I feel like the fan, I mean the media when they vote for this, they're going to focus so much on what CP3 has done in OKC and how we translate that and he how good um, Phoenix has been doing with him. Obviously, it's a big reason why they're in the position that they're at and I feel like that's why I had to choose CP3 over Listen, like I said, I'm not knock, I'm not knocking your vote. I, I like Chris Paul. If Chris Paul makes it there over Brandon Ingram, I'm okay with that. I just feel like Brandon Ingram deserves a little bit more. People forget, bro. The 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 Suns were eight and zero in the bubble. Yeah, it was the bubble, but I mean, adding Chris Paul to what they already had established is only gonna help, you know. And the fact that they finished eight and zero, I mean, you only expect to grow from there. But Brandon Ingram, what the what the Pelicans are doing right now, and again, the record doesn't show it because it started really really rough, but they're on a five game winning streak. Could possibly make it six. So let's see what happens there, man. Yeah. That's another team to, to watch out on. But yo, there you have it, man. You got our all-star starters and reserves for both the East and the West. Um, let's see what happens tonight, man. I'm looking forward to TNT. See what they gotta say. 
and I'm looking forward yes, to the research. That, next that's week. that's a, that should definitely be it. Should definitely be a fun again. It's gonna be a lot of snubs, a lot of first time all stars in this year's all stars um all star game. So it should definitely be a different type of atmosphere. There a mixture of guys in there. So um, but that's gonna conclude that list of our predictions for the all star game, and that's also gonna conclude episode twenty one. Again, we appreciate you guys. We're 21 episodes deep, bro. It's been it's so fun to do this every week. So we're gonna continue doing it. We say this every episode. Um, so uh yeah, man. Um until next week. And next week we'll definitely already have assuming that we recorded before uh after um next Thursday, but uh we'll probably have the reserves as well with it. If not, we'll for sure already have the starters listed, so we'll give our input on that. Hopefully, we'll see where JJ Watt lands. We'll see where um, if Andre Drummond's traded. So we'll see all that good stuff. But until then, we'll see y'all next week, man. Hey, before you finish, I always got to bring it up, man. Don't oh, yeah. forget about the mailbag, man. Hey, whatever whatever you guys want us to talk about it, you know, we're here for you guys. You know, we can't do it without you guys, you the fans. You know, whatever you, know, whatever you want us to discuss, whatever you want us to argue, if I have to lay some hands, you know, I'm going to do it. But, yo. Just We're ready for it to us, man. We're ready. Let's go. We're Let's ready go. For number Until then, again, we'll see you guys next week. Holla, holla.